G'day guys, welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Blokes, Blokes on, on Stage. Stage. That's right, courtesy of Xerox Cabaret Productions. How That's good? That's the one. How are you doing, mate? I'm not too bad. Um, I, I'm well, but you're not doing so Well, we've had a bit of a hiatus. And by a bit of a hiatus, I of course mean, uh, or we of course mean, we're a week and a half behind. We're done, yeah, not done anything for a week and a half, but with good reason, I'd like to think. Yeah, Relatively um, good reason. Why don't you tell them all about it? Well, on my day off, I had two days off. Two in a row, right? Yeah. In the morning of my first day off, I was making myself a baguette mm-hmm. to come in here, chill out, watch some Brisbane Broncos highlights. You know it. When I uh, accidentally bumped the kitchen knife off the bench and it dug straight into my left foot. Yep. To then which... My foot proceeded to bleed profusely all over my kitchen floor. Mm. And then I uh, limped all the way into the bathroom, put my foot in the bidet, and then I began to ponder, hmm, is that, is that bad enough that that's going to need stitches? So then I thought... Yeah, you got to talk to the master. I need, I need a second opinion on this. Yeah, you need someone so with a doctorate to come in. Who did I message? just the bloke down the hallway i was actually a bit alarmed because when you messaged me it was usually when he wants me around he goes like um oh cheers mate cheers he'll say get here fuckwit or something like that and i know you just just come straight down the hall and get there but this one he went could you come to my flat please and now initially i'm already alarmed by the polite nature of this text message mm. i was a bit worried and then i was like oh I was about to respond, can it wait 10 minutes? But I was like really, I was confused. I was a bit concerned. And so I started getting dressed and then I saw, then he sent a follow-up message, are you okay with blood? I was like, oh fuck, I better get there. <laughs> and then I, I saw the thing, you were like, do you reckon that needs stitches? I was like, oh, oh I wouldn't go to hospital for it. We I deliberated all of maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. And then um, we, we came to the conclusion that I'd be all right. Mm. I wouldn't need stitches. I'll just mop it up, maybe stick a band-aid over it. Yeah, I brought that bandage in, just wrap it up tight and you're yeah, fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll stop the bleeding. Yeah. Then Laura got home from the gym about, I don't know, 15 minutes well, later. She ran home. She ran home because I said, oh, I dropped a knife on my foot and there's blood everywhere. She She's ran actually home from the sensible. Gym. Yeah. And then immediately looked at it and said, no, that's pretty deep. I think you should go to the doctors. And mm. we're like, no. Huh? I went, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, well. Apparently, a medical doctor's here, so I'll just go. <laughs> so then I went to the doctor's, um, showed the lady at the front counter, and she was like, "All right, I'll get, I'll get a doctor to see you." As soon as I went into the room, and she like saw my foot, she just like went like that, poked at it a little bit, and she went, "Oh yeah, no, that needs stitches." Yeah, like nearly instantaneously, and I was like, "Oh," she was like, "That's deep," and I was it like, was... "Well, it did fall off like a." four and a half foot bench directly into my foot it was long too because i put the knife up against like the width of the wound i put the knife up against to see how long like the rest of the, up until to see the rest of the blade mm. and it was um Maybe like half an inch or something yeah it was almost an inch it was it was a lot it was actually yeah. it was pretty deep it was deep yeah i didn't realize how deep it was so you've injured your foot so i did my foot it's actually been a week now that i think about it yeah because then Luca was sick. Yeah, my... Your Frankie Valley was sick. My Frankie Valley fell ill. up. So I was doing nothing. No. And then um, your, 
your girlfriend's um, family Does came you, over. Yeah, I picked them up that night from the airport. Yeah, after yeah. After I stabbed the, my foot. The very, the very day off. And uh, that meant my foot was in a bit of pain, a bit of achingness. And you had to be drinking with them. That wasn't an issue. <laughs> well, I mean, when your foot hurts. No, it actively helped me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I didn't think of my foot all that much after a, a few beers. I remember after one of the nights, I thought... I went, to, I went to say to Michelle, to our boss, I was going to go, oh, oh, gee, Travis was a miserable prick last night. And then I remembered that he was sitting there in, like, intense pain. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, that's right, poor guy. But um, it's fine now. I go tomorrow, back tomorrow to get the stitches out. I've got a couple of stitches in my foot. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun, 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you're laughing, really? <laughs> but um, All good times. Yeah. So, so then they were there, so that was full on as well. Like, you know, you've yeah. got people here, you're entertaining constantly. You had no time. No time to record. We've realised just how quickly we can fall easily behind schedule. and easily. It's so easy to, to not do to it. To go, ah, sorry, I'm busy. Next. I was like, hey, man, you want to record? You're like, oh, sorry. Like, um, you know, he goes tomorrow. I was like, yeah. we haven't done anything for a week and a half. And then also, so we've, we've come in to set up and do it. And the, uh, the famous lamp, which... Uh, signifies the end of the video. I don't know if anyone makes it that far. Uh, Travis shattered five seconds before I hit record. So we've now got our new little mascot of the lampshade with some beautiful key sunnies on in between the Rosa Blancas. That's about it. In front of Kevy's bag. In front of Kevy's bag. This is the set. I've noticed this has made its way up onto the, to the light. Yeah, I thought it was nice. The bridal sash, yeah. the bride squad. Bride squad. Well, we've got a couple of marks of the podcast. We've got the Broncos toiletry bag <laughs> that I bought from Coles. Um, we've got the lampshade, the beers, and the bride squad sash. That's a, we're slowly making it there. Mm. But anyway, that's enough um, making excuses for ourselves. I was. We didn't even finish the week, mate. We didn't even finish. We said we've had a tormented week. No, it's, we it's got, been rough. We got multiple people out sick. I'm doing a duo with Venny. Yeah. This is my third night doing a duo with Venny. Maddie's. In hill. God, today is probably... Well, it's not even normal. I'm hoping tomorrow's got a little bit more no normality about it. Yeah, it should be good. I'm I'm confused. I went out for coffee for the first time in like three months. <laughs> I was like, oh gee, you can actually walk outside because we had a massive storm that's oh, yeah, like broken the heater. The last two days is like hurricane-esque winds. Yeah, it was cyclone force winds. Yeah. That's what... They were, they were saying insane. on the news. Yeah. Anyway, let's crack on with... Right, Because uh, we got a last time... It, it seems so long ago. But last podcast, we got a little thing saying, can you guys talk about uni? Yeah. Like your studies. University Into the arts. Um, and I think that'd be cool to chat about. I think because we have two varying degrees. Yeah. Singing-based, acting-based. I think it'd be interesting to learn and or talk about how we're using that to affect this current job yeah and it's also i think we we're potentially going to have two different entry levels like mm -hmm. where you were at where you started and where i was at where i started do you want to go first or do you want me no i think you should go first radio um i studied at cq university prestigious place um the con as we called it not the actual con it was the um Central Queensland Conservatorium of Music. I That's went to the real 
Queensland Conservatory. Oh, aren't you great? Aren't you the real Queensland? We're the central Queensland one. We're way better. Anyway, anyway, not the point. When I did it, I kind of thought, oh yeah, like acting's kind of cool. That'd be fun. Like I'll go do that. Did a bit of high school drama. Had no real understanding of what really went on. I was just like, oh, you just read things in a believable way, and that's it. I remember getting in there to my thing. This is genuinely what I thought. And I, I got into uni and we did our first thing that used to be called professional seminar. And I forget what it ended up being called. I just always remember it as that. Uh, which was like a little... You, you'd go up and you'd sing a song or you'd do a monologue in front of the rest of the year and you'd get feedback from everybody yep. or from the lecturers. And I watched that and I thought, holy fuck, everybody in here is so good and ever in the meet and greet in the first day everyone's like yes well I've, I've i've done this i've been doing it for this long oh i love this this is my favorite play this is my favorite musical and i was like oh, i have no idea what any of this shit is that you guys are talking about mm. i've done nothing but did oliver in high school with connor <laughs> hawkins and it was it was great it was good fun but like i don't i don't know i don't have the stuff that everybody else does which i then realized later in that it's all nothing like they didn't really have that much more than me, just like local community things. Mm. And so I was like, well, shit, I'm so far behind. Well, probably more, had their eyes open more to it. Yeah. Rather than like, because you were coming in mm. from not, say, a, a theatre-esque-ish or a theatrical family. Oh, God, no. That's what I'm saying. It's, you know, some people might have had more of a eye-opening experience before they got to that point. Yeah, they knew what vibrato was and they knew mm. what who Stanislavski was. I had no right. idea. Um, I didn't really listen in drama to the theory stuff. I only listened to the practical stuff, which is where I got good marks, really poorly in theory. Mm. And uh, so I got it. I think in a way it was really, really good to enter with like, knowing nothing because I went, holy shit. I'm so far behind everybody. I have to catch up really quick. So all of those textbooks that we got running over the basics that like everybody else was like, oh, I already know that. Oh, I know that I don't need to do that. I know that I don't need to do that. I was like fucking, you know, getting stuck in and doing all of this sort of like foundational stuff, which ended up really, really benefiting me. And I'd spend time after class with the lecturers asking questions, trying to get as much out of the course as I could because I felt so far behind everybody. Mm. And I was just good. It was, it was, I learned lots and lots of stuff that I think, was missed by a lot of the people at uni who didn't do those boring readings or things like that. Anybody else who did the readings, hell yeah, that's that's the stuff. That's my people. That's gang gang, you know what I mean? There's like one about um, rhyming couplets in Shakespeare. It's like, oh, what do I need to read about rhyming couplets? And I was like, oh, it's traditionally like a romantic thing. So if you have a character that doesn't use rhyming couplets then suddenly is using it that's them they're flirting they're they're they're, they're overcome with romance so like that it, it informs you of how to do that you know how it's telling you how to do it it's like mm. oh shit that's cool that's awesome and then i i just knew i think that was the main thing that i got out of uni was really really trying to work as hard as i could on all the stuff i fell off in like third year and stuff i like stopped showing up to class and all, all your classic things. Sort of did my own thing because I felt like, oh, I knew everything. I'm, I'm you know so what I good find now. interesting about university? I, there was a quote on the wall in one of the 
like uh, lecture rooms, he'd said, "You don't. University doesn't teach you like what you're studying. It doesn't teach you. Mm. It teaches you how to teach yourself." Which I, th- which I think is actually really interesting because when you, I used to write like essays in high school, not that they were like, but you know, you used to do an 800 word English or a thousand word, whatever English yeah. assignment. Um, I didn't know how to really research or look into information or anything like that. But in university, you had to, like it, it taught, like people, they taught me how to, find the documentation and stuff and then credit it and how to credit it and this and this and this and this and this. Uh, And I thought it was a really interesting quote that that's, you know, obviously you learn about the specifics of what you're studying, but I thought it was a really um, good quote to encapsulate university as a whole for, for not for just arts, but just in in general. Yeah, definitely. We had a, a, our main acting lecturer, Paula, who I just loved. I, everything that she said, I just, it just made sense and that's where I base everything off of what I do is what she taught me and there was a week where she had to go to hospital and another teacher came in and I remember being like oh this sucks this is shit this teacher's bad because it was different and um she was bad but that's not the point I did then say to Paul I was like oh that sucked I'm so glad you're back like I had a week of learning nothing like it sucked it was so bad and she was like who are you that you're so good that you can't learn from people and I was like what do you mean she was like yeah. fuck you how dare you wait wait even if she is a shit teacher, you can learn from her. I'm sure she was a shit teacher, but you can still learn stuff. Mm. Like, pay attention. Don't slack off just because it's not making sense to you. Find a way to make it make sense, even if it's, oh, okay, I'm going to do this exercise that they're giving me. Oh, this doesn't work for me. You know not to approach it like that. Even things like that. Yeah, yeah. She was really good at helping me be like, oh, you know, i got to do And when she left and we had another lecturer full-time in for my third year, I got a little disillusioned. I was like, oh, I spent two years learning from this person. And now I have to learn from someone else for my final year. Like, the year that's supposed to prepare me. And I was a little... Like, I wasn't even annoyed. I wasn't mad at her. It wasn't her fault. Um, she wasn't a bad teacher. It was just really different. And I just... I felt like I c- it wasn't working for me. And I ran into that initial, original lecturer, Paula, in the shops. And I said, I'm not learning anything from her. I'm not learning anything from her, yada, yada. And Paula was like, look, mate did I teach you anything? I was like, yeah, you've taught me everything I know. She's like, okay, well then go home and do some fucking critical thinking for yourself. Mm. You know it. You've got all these tools. You've got all this stuff. So when you're approaching a new monologue, if you really have listened to me, then you shouldn't have to have anybody else tell you how to do it. You should be able to find your own way through it now. If you really are too good to learn from her, Mm. then you should be able to figure it out yourself. You shouldn't have to ask for help. And I... There's still the thing of, I'm in my third year, I'm paying to learn, but in a way, that was a big learning experience for me. A, a good thing that uni taught me was how to find my own way through, uh, like, a monologue, because usually Paula would sit there and be like, do it like this, do it like this, do it like this, all right, now let's pick the things that work, or the things that we like. Yeah. And you know what I think is interesting about arts degree in particular is, in particular drama, there's no exact science. Do you know what I mean? There's no equation that can pop out the right answer. Mm. Um, and the same as singing to a degree. I mean, it's slightly more, you're built the way you're built, but everyone's built differently. So you, 
for, for me, my equation to get to the same output as your equation to get the same output are two totally different equations. So from it's that's you know, it's hard to nail down exactly what needs to happen in exactly every moment to get the desired outcome because also the desired outcome is also going to be different depending on people's likes and dislikes and personal experiences and everything like that. Yeah. Um, what the director wants. What the audience want. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, no, that's really the that's really why you do it, isn't nah, it? Nah, nah, fuck that. And, and this is the thing I think helped me realise um, that I, I don't know shit all when it comes to... Like, obviously you do. But especially in first year, I'm like, fuck yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm singing, I'm a good singer. And then you're like, you get humbled um, because you can't do something or <laughs> someone does something way better. And then you realise, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not all that crash hot. Maybe, you know. And now, now it's, it's much, for me, it's much more like, okay, that's maybe not the way I would do it or maybe not the way I'd like it to sound. Mm. But that doesn't mean that someone else doesn't like it like that like me it has the same opinion because it and there's a, always that saying you'll never make everyone happy yeah you never um, do so like I, that during uni I learned that as well like it humbled me a lot to got put in my place a bit I think too I think a good merit for me the, the sort of the thing that I, I think is um, not merit sorry metric for knowing whether I'm doing a good job or not when I'm playing a villain is if people get up and leave because they're uncomfortable. That worked. That's that's great. I've been able to do that twice. Mm. I was very very happy. Although I think one of them was a family emergency, but I'm going to take it as if it was me. <laughs> you going to put that on your scorecard? Yeah. Well, people coming out at the end of the show and being like, that that one thing that you did, that's that's too much. That that took it over the line. Like that 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 was unnecessary. I was like, oh no, it wasn't. That's good. You were so fucking like uncomfortable with it that you. You had such a big reaction. They're like, no, well, it just it just made mm. you like so That's an difficult point. to watch. And I was like, well, you're not supposed to fucking like me. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I can see why people would say that. Yeah, um, but it was like a thing in the play. They're like, that point took it too far. And I was like, but you were rooting for me, like a little bit. A little part of you was also on my side because I was being really like, very like flamboyant and eccentric, but like also having to really be scary. Mm. To, in order to get the point across and then after this moment in the play happened I could do anything I could like do heel clicks and go yippee and people would be just fully disgusted and no one was on my side after that which was the point you don't want anybody leaving on my character's side I think he was maybe for that wrong. specific play absolutely but I think in some cases like you want as a, a villain I haven't had very many experiences playing villains but I think the villains that are that you're able to connect with on, on some slight level mm. uh, and understand maybe what why they are villainous to a, to a certain degree, Yeah, I think is um, important too. So obviously, depending on what is required, um, I could understand why an audience member might say that's too far. Yeah. Um, after all, it is still for entertainment purposes. Mm. Uh, that's did, what we well, do. Well, my character died in the end. It was like mm. the, he got beaten. It wasn't like it was a, a miserable experience as redemption in the end. But mm. uh, what I really like is having them on my side and like kind of like cheering for me until mm. and then find a moment to really like shatter that illusion and then have them just be 
really disgusted. Like for um, do, doing Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. Like I was at no point was I like fun charming like Steve Martin dentist, but I was like you know a bit of a, uh, a little skits. But I was still kind of like personable and charming. And then for like the the whole scene where it's like it goes into the gas song, where the dentist dies, I was like had. This is where it's just going. Like, I'm just going to go so fucking hard and shatter all that rapport that I have with the audience so that they, in turn, also, they're very, very satisfied when I do die and they mm. get that breath of, like, oh, like, thank fuck. Like, Seymour doesn't have to deal with that anymore. And it helps them root for Seymour. Mm. Like, I think you, you got a big you got a big job. Obviously, you want people to like you when you're on stage. That's the whole thing. You want people to like you. But I think when you're being a bad dude, you... You gotta be, you know, empathetic. You gotta let the audience have empathy for you, but you can't do that so far to the point where you start liking them more than you like the protagonist. Yeah, that's bad. Mm. And I think it's a, it's a balancing thing. You gotta be able to, you, know, you gotta be able to do it all. Like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Being a villain, it's not just being bad. That's no. just the thing I've had most experience with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've read a lot of scenes where I've played like the villains you, you know it's mm. hard to in, in a single scene identify what makes you villainous but yeah. I think the, the villainous characters can and tend to be more interesting for the actor themselves yeah I think it's because people go into it and go oh villain they're bad they're scary I've got to put all this colour in them. But people seem to forget to do that for protagonists, where they go, oh, he's a good guy, he has to be likeable, he has to be likeable. Yeah, yeah. And you feel like you can't put any bad qualities in there, which is why I really liked about Connor Hawkins doing Curly in Oklahoma, because there were some points where you're like, oh, gee, you're, you're a dickhead. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, Every character has light and shade. Like, we all You've know got this. to put that by saying, like, people yeah. seem to forget that mm. heroes should have that as well. Yeah, it's like Billy in um, Carousel. Yeah, yeah. He was a dirtbag, man. Not a good guy. But portrayed as the protagonist most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, he beat his wife and shit. Like, that's... Yeah, fucking... For the time, it's probably somewhat normal. Yeah, yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, not everyone was no, like that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was still more common than, you know, or commonly accepted. Yeah. Because it was more like property in a way yeah um, when that's set so which is not a good thing no. but that's just the times it was um, but anyway yeah making our way back to uni because we digress slightly yeah we have sorry it's, uh, it's our trademark so you were, when you finished you were in your third year and you finished what did you go in like how oh, I had to did do you a feel fourth year oh you did a fourth year because I failed theory I kind of I, I had a really really bad time at uni mm. Um, that's where I was, um, I, I was humbled, not only this, in the sense of like, I really have to work hard. I really have to do a lot of stuff, but I was also humbled, like, as far as like growing up and becoming an adult, like with mental health and stuff, like that's where that all started to flare in a really, really bad way. And so in like, I just stopped putting in effort. I just stopped caring and then had to do a fourth year. I was going to not finish. I was just going to move and not finish. And everyone was like, you fucking idiot. You're there, you're there. Just do it online. Do your theory online. Get stuck into it and do it. 
and I did. I had to do one elective, and I said, "Can I do the like show at uni as an elective as a fourth year and do tech?" And they were like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. You can be in the show. You, you can play play a part, like be a character in it." And I was like, "No, absolutely not. This is my fourth year. I shouldn't be doing a fourth year. Imagine." coming in as, or finally getting to third year and being like now it's my time to really shine and get one of those big because I got two big good roles in third year you know someone in the year below being like oh I, now it's my turn to get one of those like yeah, one yeah. of those big roles like say like big roles that Jackson got yeah it's now it's my turn and then I go to a fourth year and come back and get another one mm. and, t- and rip that opportunity away from them for, for third year like yeah, yeah, yeah. hypothetically I'm not saying that would have happened but I was like, absolutely not under no circumstances. Like, or maybe you can just be someone on stage, like a featured part. I was like, no, I'm not taking anything from anybody. It's, that's for the people who are supposed to be there. I'm going to do tech. So I did all the props right. and staging stuff. Yeah. And that was fun. I got to do a little bit of tech. It's good to know the other sides of it because, Excellent. as we know, th- theatre is much more than what's happening on stage. There's so much behind the scenes kind of mm. stuff. Uh, so it's good to have that. So that's where it happens. Um, well, that's where the magic happens, behind the scenes. You know it. And everybody um, hated me so much because I was such a prick that when I did all, all the stuff, they, they had um, like, like an end of the show thing and they were like, oh, okay, we're giving out awards. And they were like, thank you so much to the, the head of the tech course. Like, without you, we wouldn't have had all those incredible props and all this incredible staging and all this stuff. Like, you know, building this from scratch with your hands. Oh, my God, like, it was amazing. And he went, I'll be honest, I didn't really do anything. It kind of was all Jackson. They went, oh, they're like so annoyed. <laughs> it was so annoyed that I'd been like done honest work because yeah. I'd been, I disclaimer, I'd been really awful to everybody there. Mm. So like doing a bit of honest work, they were like, ah, fuck that prick. <laughs> anyway, sorry. One, um, another another digression. What yeah, no, you I was do? just gonna say about tech um, and tech and backs like stage hands and all that. Obviously, don't get the same acclaim that on stage performers do but uh, as equally if not more so important as yeah. actors and performers you know we train and we hone our craft but they do the exact same thing they just don't get seen for it and a lot of them don't want to get seen for it which is fine yeah. but they still should get um, you know appreciated appreciated yeah not by not only by audiences but also the people that basically work alongside them mm. those performers and they're, they're the fun ones when you side oh, stage hell waiting yeah. for shit to do. Fucking around with stage hands. That's Some of my stuff. best partying is done with <laughs> backstage people and lighting crew and costume people. And so who do you think fed my nicotine maker. addiction yeah, throughout dude. the shows? It wasn't anybody on stage with me. It's the <laughs> fucking stage manager. Yeah. I mean, anyway, they're a good bunch of people. Amazing. Right. I'm going to talk about my studies, if that's all right. Go for it, mate. I've, 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 you exhausted I've your stuff? On. I'm going to, no, actually, I'm going to, so. I'm going to backtrack. Oh, you said something about preparing for the world. Yeah, well, I no, I'm going to say, give me one thing that you enjoyed about uni. Um, you stu- sorry, one thing you enjoyed about studying acting. It doesn't have to be uni. You could have found it in a book you read afterwards. Yeah. Because I, I found a lot of my learning happened after university. I know that sounds funny, but no, I know uni gave me the foundations to then go on and figure and it out. Do it. Yeah, because I didn't... When I was... Teach you how to teach yourself. Yeah, when I, was, when I had my teacher, I didn't necessarily agree with everything that he wanted me to do. Yeah. Um, 
and I'll talk about that in a second. But um, yeah, what was one thing you enjoyed about uni about or about drama, learning how to studying acting? Yeah. Um, just the fact that there are there's so many different fucking ways you can approach it, and mm. I think it, my favorite thing about uni would have had to have been that acting teacher. We just got along on such an incredible like she looked at me and went like huh we had two conversations and i brought up movies she knew that i liked movies so when she was talking about a character she's like i want the kind of cadence of like uh like a like ray fiend's uh grand budapest hotel that kind of a feeling and i was like oh yeah fuck yeah all right and then i did that and instead of getting all these like technical nitty-gritty things it was like oh think of the kind of idea of this character don't imitate the character yeah, like that kind of a thing, and I do it. She'd be like, "Awesome!" Now, like, like, yeah, that's there's your starting point. Now we can Build get on technical that. Yeah. from there. I liked that about her that she just knew me mm. on such a good level. And I think my favorite thing that I've learned about acting post uni was, um, you can have all the awesome because I've got like a big process. I do all the writing and all that shit. You can have all that down to a T, but it doesn't fucking matter until you commit. You got to commit to the bit. That was the thing, like, at the start for Oklahoma, was like nothing was coming out. I was like, fuck, I haven't done this in a while. I'm really out of practice. I had all my shit. I had pages and pages in my notebook. I had it all figured out. And then I got up there, and they were like, right, now do it. And I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do? And I remember Connor coming to me and going, pick up the energy, fuckhead. And I went, what? He was like, it doesn't matter what you do. Just do something. Do anything. Mm. It's all there. It's going to come out do something idiot and I was like oh shit oh shit okay okay and I just did it and everyone was like oh that's amazing how'd you come up with that so quick and Connor just gave me a little nod he was like yeah, yeah that's the thing too like I um had a, it might have been actually when I did Rent which is 2016 my favourite 2016 so I was still in uni um my third year and I um yeah as I was doing I was doing all this subtle acting, like way too subtle. And the director come up and she was like, I love what you're doing. Um, and I love the thought behind what's, what's going on. But the problem is no one can see it unless they're standing 10 meters away from you. Mm. The audience are not 10 meters away from you. They're 150 meters away from you. So I'm going to have to need you to pick that shit up and do it to the person in that back row, you know? So that they can understand it just as equally as a person in the front row can. Yeah. You know, obviously that's never going to happen physically because it's, they're just far away. But that's the idea. You want that energy to hit that back wall. And um, so that it is being um, portrayed across to everyone in that theatre rather than just you and the people on stage. Yeah. Um, Yeah, cool. What was one thing in uni that you still use today? That I still use? Yeah, actively, as you use... To, if you get given a script or a monologue or a scene or whatever, a piece of work that you then have to do, what's something that you learnt in uni that you use today? Because um, you built... Obviously, you built a process in uni, right? Yeah. Jason Langley, Mr. Burns... He is the director for Mr. Burns at play. The one where was the villain. That's fucking crazy. Um, he gave us this list. This list of things, which was... Um, it was, you had to write out every single line that your character says. And then you got to write out every single thing that you say about another character. And then every single 
line that a character says that is directly in reference to you. And then you just do a little thing of objective facts. Not like, oh, he's mean, or he's angry. It's like, he's a, this age. Anything that you can get from the text, like properly glean, like factual, objective information with the text, like, uh, like for Oren in Little Shop, it was like, he's a dentist, he rides a motorbike, um, he's addicted to nitrous oxide. And that was it. I was like, it's just suggested, you know, prone to violence and sexually abusive. Mm. And that's like in a, a little sub thing. But like, that's not objective. That's what I've gleaned from my own personal interpretation, yeah. even though it's pretty much spelled out. And it's like from that, you can, all that information you get, and it gets stuck. It's also a really good way to help you learn your lines. Um, it. Whatever choice you fucking... <laughs> so that was really weird. That was a side note, yeah. That was really weird. Go on. Um, a- any choice you make comes from that little thing of studies mm. in two days or whatever. Depends on how quick you write. I'm really, I write it out with a, in a notebook with a pencil mm. as well. Don't type that shit. It's just not the same. Um, no, and there is studies behind saying writing out stuff commit it to memory much better than typing yeah it's really good it just it burns it into you also it burns your fucking hand as well which yeah. which helps well but I would have thought you'd be alright with that for other I reasons I play a lot of video games that that's mouse, not where I was the going, mouse and anyway. keyboard that's where you're going this is a nope. family friendly thing fuckhead oh, yeah. um, um we uh fucking any, any choice you make from that list is it's informed it's well it's like it, it's it's correct it's filled out yeah Pretty much, it's correct. And mm. then from there, you just have to figure out what's more or less effective. That's yeah, it. what's going to You're in no better. danger of making a choice where they go, hmm, that's not right for that character. Any mm. choice you make is like, okay, let's find, I think maybe we can try it like this. You'll mm. never get told, I don't, that's not right. Mm. Um, which eliminates a lot of big thing. And I thought, how could anybody do that? And uh, somebody was like, they were, they were saying a line and I think Jason Langley told us he said that's why he makes everybody do these lists because it's easy to get away from you he had a, an actor she said um, I'm sorry but I'm changing this line and he was like why? she was like oh because I um, I just this character wouldn't say that and he was like it's in the fucking text yeah. I hate to tell you but she says it you're wrong what the hell? He's like, no, this character is more like this to me. Like, like my interpretation of this character is it's more like this. He's like, yeah, but it goes against the text. So, like... Yeah, you can't change the text. The text is what it is. I know, but, like, one little thing of, hmm, maybe they think this about this situation. You can fill in gaps, but you can't fill in... But this is uh, something that I have learned more in recent years is that as an actor, you can't inform the character. The character has to inform you as the actor. Yeah. Right? So you can't change what's on the page. That's what it is. That's what it's mm. meant to be. You can make informed decisions as an actor of how to portray that. Yeah. But you can't, you can't affect what the character says by informing it of your external, your own beliefs on what the character should be. Would mm. you agree with that? Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, you were just looking off into the distance yeah, was, like you were... I was thinking really hard. Oh, okay. Um, I am listening though. That's... Um, it's, I think it's really easy if you're not super keen of that fact to do it because there are like some. Cho- I was trying to think of an example. There was something in the Wild Party, the Andrew Lipper mm. Wild Party, Love um, it. where it was Love it. Kate 
Indina Menzel's character mm. is singing to distract a character. And um, I was like, it's, it's sort of unclear whether she is, for what reason she's distracting. Is she trying to distract Spurs to keep Queenie safe? Or is, um, oh no, 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 sorry, she's distracting Black. She's getting Black away from, from Queenie. Mm. And because she's with Black. Yep. And it's like, is she distracting Black? Because even though she's trying to get with Burrs, she's jealous and trying to get him away. Yep. Or is she trying to get him away because she's really, really scared that, you know, Burrs is going to storm over there and beat the fuck out of Queenie. Mm. It's kind of like, both of them are right. Both of them are fine. But which one and works it, better? You can have a balance of the both, but that's not, like, that's you generalizing then. This is uh, my own personal thing. I'm not, this is not gospel. But, like, that was an interesting thing where I was like, which, that is a point where you can decide. Mm. But it's out of those two decisions. You have to come up with your decisions based on what it is. But a decision like that where you go, hmm, I'll decide maybe a different angle, like, what's more interesting. Maybe it's more interesting if this is the angle. You yeah. Because it might be... Oh, sorry, just burped. Uh, it might be more interesting if she actually gets fueled by a little bit of jealousy and is, is trying to trying to keep him away because the obvious one is that she's protecting Queenie but wouldn't it be interesting if she ran over and like you know was like a little bit of like hey hey fuck you buddy like showing showing more yeah what do you think you're doing yeah cool stuff it kind of detracts from the nice showing a nice part of her for Queenie so you can go through all those arguments but so the point is when you're making a little decision like that I I can understand how some people can take that and just start like snowball that into changing bigger and bigger things and getting a bit of yeah. an ego about but again not that's not changing the text it's already there yeah but then that can turn into changing mm. the text is what I mean like it'll, yeah. it'll snowball mm. before we move on to my studies I think it's time I assume oh, you've put yes, something in the bag I'm, yeah. I'm, well I'm empty yeah I'm empty right, awesome you want to whack those over there okay ladies and gentlemen it is time for the patron saint, Kevy, which at time of recording, number one on the ladder. So, um, Top of the ladder. I'll say this might be a good time to address a recent controversy. Uh, we've been being attacked recently. Viciously. Viciously. A lot of hate. Horrendously from the Granville gang. I don't they, know who you are, but you know who you are. This. Granville gang. They're angry over some comments that I made in the last podcast. Um... And they've just been on all, all platforms, so just letting you know, Granville gang, cop that, Broncos are number one. It might not stay that way next week, but... but well, and the only reason it won't stay that way next week is because Penrith are up against the Cowboys. Funny that. So it's on you, whether yeah. or not we stay number one or not. Help anyway. your big brother out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're all from Queensland. Yeah. I resent the fact... Sorry, no, we will move on. We're running out of time. But I resent the fact that you say that... We don't love Queensland because we're not there at the moment. Oh yeah, that one hurt me deep. I think that's. I think that's. I bought a Queensland jersey over here. We have Queensland jerseys. No, we'll wear them next episode. We bought them. Let you know. We bought them out here. Yeah, and we watched all the games. What is in Kevy's bag? Kevy's bag, the Kevolution. I want to preface this by saying, as I came into the recording studio, Jackson said, "You're gonna hate what's in this bag." Yeah. And I thought. You're going to like the idea behind it, the thought behind it, but you're not going to like it. Okay. okay. Okay, go on then. What do we have? Oh, that's right. 
Some red wine. Oh my god. Red, red wine. <laughs> what? Stay close to me. Why? Uh, Merlot, mate. Italian Merlot. Yeah. For your troubles, you're a Merlot drinker, aren't you? No. I'm a Shiraz drinker. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> These are the only ones in little bottles uh, in the fridge. What's Merlot? What's the difference between Merlot and Different Shiraz? Different grape, mate. It's much... Uh, oh. Shiraz is a much um, bolder, stronger grape. What the fuck does bold mean? <laughs> Flavours, mate. Oh. More tannins. Sure. Right I'm just going to say wine. <laughs> Some wine <laughs> terminology. Oh, let's go. Oh. Smells right. Smells Sweet. nice. Cheers, it's in German. Yeah, I know. Cheers, mate. Can we at least pour this into some glasses? Do no. wine out of the bottle? No, no it'll take blue Aussies. It's so sweet. Yeah. It does say, um... It's only a level one on the sweet. I know, yeah. Sweet. It does say it's supposed to be dry, but that's not dry, man. Oh, well, it came in a little bottle and I bought it from a corner shop. What do you expect? Okay. All right, we're on the wines. We're on the red wine. We're on the red wines. Okay. Said that wrong. So, how's that wine treating you? Good, mate. Bit of continuity error. Bit of a continuity error. Let me error. cut back to it. We are sorry. But we had to cut. There was a, an emergency. My alarm went off and it yep. fucked the recording. It fucked the video, so... Um, my alarm to get ready for work, mind you. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. You do be getting close to that time of the evening. It's 6 o'clock. It is 6 p.m. You couldn't um, tell. But it's still no, it's... Daylight. Like, looks like the middle of the day. Anyway, yeah. um, I wanted to go back. Now that we've done Kevy's bag, I wanted to go back and talk about process because you said in uni you built a process of how to form yeah. how you portray characters. Yeah. Is that accurate? I'd say so. Okay. So you have a, a quite a technical, extensive process for getting a script to the end result. Yeah, it's only what works for me. Well, we should preface this by saying that there is no one yeah. method for acting. We'll say, we'll, we'll just talk about acting. Yeah, yeah. We can talk we'll about acting through acting. song and stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll go on to singing time. when we talk about your thing. Yeah, I think so. That seems appropriate. I think, well, for me, a lot of stuff that now I am able to, which I was always able to do, like you kind of just have a bit of a natural knack for some things. That's very, very fortunate. Um, but but I still went over and did those basic things anyway, like beat walking. Did you ever do beat walking? Is this an exercise where you walk with one idea, change the idea, change the direction? Well, it's like you, you start, you just walk and talk. And then when you feel like stopping and moving... Talk the script. Like yeah, read you the talk, script. you're reading it, and you're blah, 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 blah. And every time you stop and, and like feel the need to turn and change direction, it's kind of like a natural instinct thing. Mm for you and the way that your brain processes some people's beats can be different yep. but usually generally they're all the same if you get a natural instinct just turn and walk boom you write a little put a little mark in separate ideas they have beats you can break those down into smaller things um, mm. if you want you don't have to yes I've done this or very very similar yeah. exercise which now obviously life. I don't I don't have to beat walk anymore no 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 I don't no. have to do those things it's like um should you do it in your head grunt walk yeah yeah it's like I, I kind of figure it out and then if I'm doing something it's not quite making sense and it's not quite working if my first kind of like attack at it just with 
sort of whatever is in my head doesn't seem to work, then I'll go and scrutinize it a bit more mm-hmm. and employ a lot of those more, I guess, technical things. But generally, it's like if you give me something, I'll think about it for a bit and I'll go, huh, yep, right, and I'll give it a go and I'll just do it. And if I'm like, oh, this really isn't happening after a couple of times, like a couple of different mm. attempts. But I'm when like, you first get the script, off. you read through it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or scene, monologue, whatever it is, piece of work. Yeah, read it. You read it. If you're doing a monologue, read the play. Well, yeah, that's... Read the play. Another thing. Or at least... Read a synopsis. Fucking, yeah. At least spark notes the cunt. Like, don't be a fucking idiot. And it, you can always... Know the context of the monologue. It is so yeah. clear. When you don't know. If they ask you, oh, do you, do you know the context of the play? You know what? If you really don't, maybe just say, oh, yeah, I know I do know the context, but this as a standalone piece, I thought I would take it in this direction. But that's risky. Old. It's really risky because if they go, okay, explain the context of the play, then you're fucked. Yeah. Um, Everyone can always tell if you know what you're talking about. Well, so that that annoys me in a in a room like an audition room is like when they try and catch you out. That does annoy me. I think they'll only try and catch you out if it's clear that you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. If if you're like doing everything perfect, they go, "Mm -hmm, oh well, do you know what this means? And it's like, yeah, of course I do. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Um, But if you don't know what you're doing, someone goes. Have you read this play? And you just kind of give them that little smile and they go, you fucking idiot. You thought you could get away with it. Yeah, yeah. It's happened to me a couple of times. Um, so you've read the play. Yep. Let's do a play. That way we take out all the unnecessary bullshit for monologue. Yep. Um, you've read the play. Now, you have a process of writing stuff down. Yeah. I've seen your notes. The lists, yeah. So you do the lists. That's your first protocol. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then you, from that, you now know the facts. Yeah. Then what do you move on from, move to from there? Well, it'll depend on what kind of role it is. Mm-hmm. Um, for something like Ali Hackam in Oklahoma, I was like, okay, what's funny? What is funny? What's funny to do? What would be funny? How can I do this mm. in a funny way? And I'll think of things that I find funny, which famously, not a lot of other people find that funny, Mm. which is why I need a lot of assistance from the director when I'm doing funny characters. I can be naturally funny, but for some reason when I'm doing a character, it takes work. Well, that's because you're not being yourself. Yeah. So. But if I'm going to do a bad guy, I like, I don't know, you, you just go through and you find... Maybe the scenes that you think are going to need the most work. Mm-hmm. The ones that are really, really important. The ones that have like the the important sort of meaty stuff. You, you figure out, after the list, you've got a good idea of the character. And yep. um, them as a way to play them. Yeah. You know, have a look at, if you don't understand what your character wants from it, and I have a little look at that, that's where like beats and units and objectives mm-hmm. can be helpful. I usually kind of have a good idea of of what they want it's just kind of a thing of like I'll, I'll just trial stuff I'll speak things and see how they come out when I say them and then maybe have a little bit of work on you know what I'm thinking about a little bit of maybe some transitive verbs as a that's a really good handy if you're in the room yeah and they go hey well, I, I was want gonna you to do it like this and you go I am doing it like that. 
Clearly, mm. you're not. You don't know what you look like. You don't know what you sound like. If somebody goes, "Hey, I want you to think, think about well, that," this was something when I was going to touch on as well. Was like when you're um, when you have a thought in your brain of how you want this to be portrayed, but then you're actually physically not portraying that. Yeah, that's where it becomes. That's where the difficulty lies. Is, yeah, yeah. That's the fucking tricky stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do anything else yeah that's just the change first one. it yeah if they if you have time you can really go through it and i'd i'd recommend learning transitive verbs they're a fun little tool that you, you want to explain something. that transitive verbs the way that i learned them even once again there's different Could ways different, you can yeah. do them mm-hmm. for us the way we were taught by paula and uni it was things that are very very tangible like to push someone not to teach someone or to flirt instead of flirting it would be like lasso them with chocolate you know still something that is to be done still skit shit but physical tangible things that you can physically act out do yeah um even though lasso with chocolate doesn't sound that tangible it's more tangible than flirt because there are a million million different ways you can flirt there's only one way you can lasso someone with chocolate listen you should see me on a monday night after a few beers talking to jackson man i've tried so many different ways every single one of them has worked it's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal, this man. But yeah, that's the thing. If 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 somebody says, hey, hey, hey. And, and that's the point of the lists as well, which is another thing. I'll just circle back real quick. Whoa, if you're like, are you linking and connecting things together? You know what? This, oh my God. This character is flirty. Oh, I'll write that down. This character's flirty. Oh, okay, they're flirty. What does in that what fucking way? mean? In what way? That doesn't help. Yeah. Because the way that you flirt and the way that I flirt are so insane. Yeah, man. Also, also let's just take this into a real world situation, right? You ever been in the pub? Yes. Right? In a relationship. Many times. No. Huh? What? <laughs> and in the situation, and, you, and your missus is there, right? And, um, or not even your missus, say you're single. Yeah. And you, you're, you're at the bar, the story. you're talking to a, a girl at the bar. Yeah. Now, for me, I might just be having a nice little conversation, not even thinking about flirting or even that, that that's a girl there. Yeah. Right? I'm just getting my beer, maybe getting you a drink. We're talking, I'm like, oh yeah, nice to meet you. Da, 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 da. I come back to the table. The table goes, oh, Trav's been up there flirting, right? They saw that as flirting, but yeah. for me... I see where you're going. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, So I'm man. saying there's a heap of way of heaps, heaps and heaps, uh, infinite ways of flirting. Also goes back to the, um, you don't know what you look like. Wow, we are on fire. You know, like how you, you might think so you're many flirting, things. but you're not because the way that I flirt is not a conventional way of flirting. So no, I, you tend to I'm ignore playing, girls, actually. And absolutely, because you can't... Like, if I'm going to go up and go, hey, tell me about you, they're like, okay, I've already got them on. But if I, this troglodyte-looking motherfucker, goes and sits in the corner and, like, sits on his phone and shows you no attention, you're like, well, why does the ugly one not want to talk to me? I No, I want... What's so special about... What's so special about him? And then they want to find it out. And you just got to keep it secret for as long as you can that there's literally nothing special about you. But I have to. Um, yeah, and then you, you do that. and then they, <laughs> We they, digress from they your process to you are, somehow flirting in the, the pub. The magic dies. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, We're not going there. Anyway, that was a joke. That was a joke. That was about fling. It's not about real relationships. Anyway. Fucking transitive verbs. Yes. So it was something that we were taught in uni. It's something you can physically action. Yeah, where it's like, oh, if I'm going to insult you or I'm angry at you. Mm. But the, the, the words could be like, 
But there's like, yeah, uh, no thanks. So that's the line. Okay. Yeah, no thanks. And it's like, you want, but I'm angry at you. And it's like, I don't know how to say that. If I mm. just go like, yeah, no thanks. Like it's, sure, that's it's fine. fine bit but, blind, if but... You're, if your thing is going to be to throw a brick, when you are acting out physically, that throwing the brick and you say, yeah, no thanks. And this thanks, is to clarify this. It's going to come out yeah. Yeah. in your speech like you're throwing a brick at someone. This is not to say physically action out throwing the brick no 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 like mime the, the brick scene. yeah mime the brick no yeah yeah this isn't on stage no 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 this is in your prep work yeah. this is what you do Obviously, you do it with a scene partner it's really really good to run yeah, through yeah. transitive verbs to learn them you don't have to do this every time it's only with specific things that maybe you're struggling you're with you caught up with yeah these are like the tool it's like a toolbox oh, we you know, use the toolbox you're a tradie you're gonna rock up on site you got, you got all your tools in a big box thing of tools, maybe multiple right? boxes maybe a couple of toolboxes hey you're not going to use every single fucking tool, are you? Oh, well, you got to think. You want to, you want to, you want to hammer something in? Guess what? Get the hammer. Yeah, get the hammer. Don't pull out the fucking Screwdriver. reciprocating saw, bro. <laughs> That's not going to fucking help you. You've got to know what to do. To, to I'm yeah. not going to fucking beat walk if I don't have to beat walk. I'm not going to do transitive verbs if I don't have mm. to do them. I'm going to pull them out where I feel they're required through my experience where, where I need to do them. Mm. So like when you, it's really, really fun actually to do transitive verbs because you can just kind of fuck around. You can come up with so many different ways, really creative ways to get your point across. Mm. Like if you're going to fucking do, just, yeah, yeah, like throwing a brick, it's going to come in like, yeah, no thanks. And like, it, mm. then you, you've got it. it. And then what you do is you remember how that feels sounds, in your body yeah. or how it sounds. And then you can just, yeah, no thanks. That's fine. It's there. And you've got that going, you know, yeah. that's a very basic way of doing it. Another fun thing, another mm. fun tool that I've just thought of, I'm going to roll them real quick into it, is in your body, this is something you can do yourself that I was taught. Very, very fun. Everybody feels things in different places physically. It's like anger. When you get really fucking angry, where do you feel it in your body? I couldn't tell you. I don't really get angry all that much. Okay, well, what do you get all that much? I don't know, I'm pretty an emotionless oh person. Oh my god, I'm Travis, I don't feel things. Fuck up, cunt, you do. Where, where I don't know, do I couldn't feel... tell you. I couldn't give you What's an exact location. What's something that makes you fucking like, angry then? You. Me, okay, so when I'm pissing you off and I'm like fucking... Yeah, I don't feel it in a specific place. No, well... Some people might, but I'm... Next time you get angry, think about it, because you will. I'm saying this is a fun tool. Okay, somebody else out there, somebody who's listening, um, you know, one of our four people. Daniel, I know you listen, mate. When somebody does something that really, really fucking at Daniel Dowling, oh wow, um, what makes you angry? Think about what makes you like really, really fucking pissed or scared. Maybe something that scares you. For me, it's easy with spiders. Something that makes you angry, you feel it somewhere. Um, and instead of getting yourself into this headspace of you know, oh I'm angry, what makes? Um, let me think about what makes me angry, and now I'm gonna get angry. Instead, you just create tension in that place in your body. Like if you get angry in your gut, if you like tense up and like sort of contort yourself a little bit you can recreate the physical feeling of anger not the sort of emotional feeling of it and so that'll come across in your body and when you speak with that physical feeling replicated Hmm. it comes out and so that that was really really helpful for me doing bad people like Mm -hmm. i remember for oren for the dentist when i had to come out and do the whole like you know stupid woman christ what a friggin scatterbrain and Mm -hmm. slap her in the middle of feed me all I would do is I would just like Henry Cavill pump my arms to get this tension all the way through my arms and then I'd just kind of lock them and hold them there and I'd just feel this and so that anything that I said, even if I'm not really thinking about 
where it's emotionally coming from. Anything I was saying was coming out like I was fucking like ropeable. Mm. I was excellent. It's so good. It's so easy to play like you're gonna play bad people. You know, mean you're gonna do something awful. You don't have to put yourself in that headspace. I'm really against putting yourself in that headspace. I think it's stupid. It's dangerous. Don't fucking do it. There's a technique for that, isn't it? What's it called? Uh, Meisner. That's what I had in my head, but I didn't want to say it. It Yeah, yeah, Meisner hole. Yeah, yeah. That's um, it's more complex than just that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's degrees of method acting. Find a healthy one. Like um, if there's one thing I'm not, it's a method actor. Yeah. Because I, I, the reason I brought up your process is to talk about my lack of process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you've got that natural thing, you're generally fine. I don't have... I do have a process. Don't get me wrong. There's a process to how I get from my first read-through of the script to what comes out on stage. Yeah. Obviously, there has to be. Otherwise, it would just be me monotonally li- reading the script. Right, that's not. Hey, little boy, what's this? I see. That doesn't really. That's a song. Joke doesn't work because that's singing, isn't it? I was about to say you're really good at acting in Les Mis, but it's all fucking singing, isn't it? It's all singing. Well, that's another thing again. uh, Acting through song, singing. That's. I sometimes I think that's more difficult because you are restricted in how the timing and the sound of what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, You're also assisted so heavily. I don't see it that way. I, I don't do. see uh, it as an music. assistance. Yeah, yeah, You've got yeah. music behind you telling the audience what to feel. Mm, in a way, yeah. A lot of the time, yeah, I guess. But I don't necessarily agree that... Because you could have the darkest lyrics and have a fucking major harmonic structure behind it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to sound wrong. But it's done a lot. Yeah, Sondheim, bro. Look at Sondheim's music, yeah. man. You can't tell me that every little bit of music is portraying what every little emotion that the character's going to say. No, It can't. It can't physically. Definitely not. But Um, like, when, you know, some songs But what I'm saying, it's more restrictive as you don't, you don't have the freedom necessarily as you would if you were reading free scripts. Unless you're Michael Ball. (laughs) And then you can do whatever the damn hell you want. Because he's so good. Come on the podcast, brother. Yeah. Go on. Um, I I do really want to share Sasha Javert with everyone. Um, because excellent. I was listening to it uh, like a lot, and I I think I brought it to Les Mis. You did, yeah, yeah I'm sure I did. Because I uh, it was the might have been the 25th concert anniversary cast. I can't remember. Yeah, but um, there's like a section where Javert gets sassy as hell, <laughs> like sass, like real sass. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I digress. Um, we'll get we'll, we'll do we'll it. We'll get time. there. We'll get to sassy Javert. Don't you worry. Um, I was saying my. Obviously, I have a process, but mine is much more, or much less technical in a lot of ways. Mm. I'm much more instinctual. So when I read the script a few times, I've already built, which is probably, you know what, as I was listening to you talking about your process and all people's potential processes, mm. I probably do that subconsciously in yeah, my brain. Yeah, in your head, yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm, maybe I'm just lucky that I can do it in my head and I don't need to write it out. Because uh, I've done all the writing out stuff. I have. I've done it because obviously, I, when after I studied at uni, I then went on and studied musical theatre, which was you had to do drama as well. Yeah, I've tried uh, writing it out. It doesn't work for me. It act- actively makes me overthink in a scene because I'm they're now not thinking about what's happening in the scene. I'm now thinking about what I've written on the page. Yeah, yeah. rather than what's actually should be happening it's the in danger. the scene. It helps it 
it helps you build it subconsciously. You don't yeah. want to do that extreme. Exactly, and I think time. that's what probably happens. Is I see because even sometimes if I'm thinking about music, like if say I'm singing in a concert, right, and I've learned a piece for this concert. Yes. If I go shit, what's next? I visualize the street music. I can see the music yeah. in my head when I'm, and I can see. I can tell you exactly where on the page. Like I was like, okay, so that's on the page turn. That's at the, the last bar of the first stave mm. at the top. Like I can tell you when my entry is, and yeah, yeah. so I can visualize it. And I, it's the same for monologues. If I forget my lines, I can actually physically see where on the page. So you're a it's like learner. I'm looking at the page when I'm, but then I lose. This is where committing it to memory comes in and, and then it's in the body, obviously. Mm. You're not then relying on that in the back of your head to come yeah. to you. So, like, you remember that time we were on stage in Oklahoma and I had lost my... I got my eye hit? Yeah. And I, I dropped a line or something. Or I can't remember. I, yeah, I yeah, fluffed you, the line of some... You, you, you retreaded a line you'd already said. Yeah, because I, what I did was I you reset... You did it too early and then you got to the point and then you did it again. Yeah, so I might have... What I did in my head was I went, okay, boom, I opened up to that page and then I went, okay, so that's where I need to go back to. And I read from there on my... in the script in my head. Um, so maybe I'm fortunate that I have something like that where I can do that. Yeah. Um, and then all my... Tr choices, acting choices or dramatic choices, whatever you want to call them, um, stem from probably the subconscious process that happens when I'm yeah. understanding the character. Rather than writing everything down or going through all these exercises to get where I want to be, it kind of just works in my brain and I tried a few different ways in the room. Like when we did those, that bag scene where I'm trying to get you to buy everything, Yeah, we did... We threw so much random shit at each other. Yeah, Like, yeah. that was just different. Throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah. is probably the biggest... That's how you could encompass my... That sounds like a real cumbersome and, like... But that's, uh, my, that's my process. Once I've done the technical nitty-gritty... Like, not even, it's not even technical. I just do the list, and then I start fucking chucking shit at the wall and whatever sticks mm. I use. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like... It's a viable process. <laughs> it's it's the the most viable process. I think so many. Oh, there's probably a lot of very famous people that do that. I think I would say a lot. More than you'd think. Yeah. That's like who's it? Um, Aaron Paul, who is uh, Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Oh yeah. He he reckoned someone was like, so how did you get yourself into that character? And he was like, I don't know. I just kind of imagined I was him. And how I thought he'd say things. Okay, I don't really do that. No, but like fucking some people it's can just do it. It's simple, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people can just do it. But then he's gone on to do other things and it's not been... as good. Great. Like that's well, some people suit thing. certain kind of characters. Like I did not... In, in my head, I did not suit... I keep going back to Oklahoma, but it's because it's the most, most recent. recent thing I've done. For me, I don't suit Will Parker. Like that's not a role that I would do. But do you know how many people told me... Yeah, you don't know how you look or how you sound. ...that I was fantastic, like, good in that role. Fuck, like, man, I, it was great. Yeah, and I'll it's... Any other week. It took a lot of work, like, don't get me wrong, a mm. lot, a lot of hours working on that oh, yeah. show to get it to where it was um, for me. And... But then, like, the, the, the show I did before that was pro probably Les Mis. Two very, very different characters. I uh, bet you really would think in your head that Marius is your character. No, I think no? I'm much more an Andreas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, naturally. 
I played on dress the first time I did Les Mis. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got yeah. so when I did the show for the first time, I got offered both Marys and Andreas, and I took Andreas. Oh shit! Mm. There you yeah, go. I, I wanted, yeah, you I wanted, wanted to, to do Andreas because I thought he was a stronger character. You know, he had all these values. Da 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 da. Uh, for me, Marys is more complex. I think Andreas is complex. Don't get me wrong. I think Marius has to be complex, otherwise he's fucking boring. boring. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of sub plots happening in his brain and also if you read the books it's um it's fucking nuts but there you go here's the thing where you're like oh i don't have that much of a process bro you read the fucking books yeah only because i was interested in them i don't really read i don't read and i didn't i don't i'm not read at all i read I, i don't read i have never read the only two books i've read in my life are fucking to kill a mockingbird i never read that well, I had to read it for high school. Watch the film. <laughs> the movie's great. How good's Gregory Peck? Anyway, sorry. Um, and Patsy Rydenberg speaking Shakespeare. But I went through, because we're doing Midsummer Night's Dream, and I just found the bits that were... I went through... Although I did, gave it like a read-through, and then I found the bits that were... that pertained to Demetrius, and I mm-hmm. fucking read the shit out of those. Yeah. My, my, um, my point in t- telling that was... We'll talk about that. Was to like distinguish the differences between acting as an. It's not like there's one right way to get to the result that you want to get to. Yeah. It's um. You know, you and I have we've we've had many discussions, arguments even, mm. about how we get to a certain point. Yeah, we have argued actually. Do you know? Do you want to know something really, really funny, really interesting about the whole like? You don't know what you look like you being so good at will mm. to knowing you as a person and knowing you with the way that you are I don't I'm pretty sure everybody gets that side of you but I knew that you do really good will Parker I like knew you would because of the things that you have naturally mm. you know you, you've got all that funny shit and it's like people being like oh you'll be such a good Ali Hackham to me and I'm like oh but that's not where I'm that's not where I trained you know yeah but like I naturally have the things that make that, you know, a, g- a good character. I'm not, you know, fucking stroking my dick here, but it's like you, you've got to be able to objectively. Dude, look I don't at know. Yourself. Every now and then, you just became Kramer. I did start doing some Kramer stuff in there, and it was so. But it was dumb much because it was fucking fun. Yeah, but it was dumb because it would make me laugh and it would piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> I was just, it's, it was just the leg shake and the head. Because no. I also haven't seen a lot of Seinfeld. This is just what I think Kramer is like. That's like the thing where it's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take parts of a character and kind of use that idea. It was like my own personal idea of Kramer, having not really seen anything of him. Mm. But that's also the hard part is the physicality of that, that kind of stuff, right? Because yeah. that's such a bold move to do stuff like but yeah. it works you know like, how, how little shame you have to have to fucking like throw out the stanky leg yeah yeah to, to kick your fucking leg like a freak and the hand go yeah like it also hurt my head a lot yeah well it's big so it's hard to move oh, it's very difficult to move it's big <laughs> fucking filled with knowledge filled with process filled with beer I will say and red wine and red wine apparently I will say um, on the thing that I was saying fucking about what, what you look like mm and being able to look at yourself objectively. It's very, very important because in university, tying it back in, do you know what the main kind of roles I was playing up until maybe like... Romantic leads. Third year? Yeah. Hmm. 
that was where I did all my learning. That's what I did all my preparation for. I did all my preparation for characters like Marius because I was skinny and had a full head of hair. And now I am not skinny and do not have a full head of hair. <laughs> and all that stuff that I trained for is fucking gone. But no, this is the... But that's the thing. You didn't train for that. You trained how to learn how to do that. Exactly. So that's the, where it's different. It's so like, yeah, you may those. have experienced just that, but you know how to do it for everything else as well. That's but, the point of university. Because, oh, I can't. I'll get into it next time I talk about my stuff. Yeah, it seems my to be ever-changing for me because I went through the Dude, start of uni as romantic Also, that's the way of life. You're never going to fucking know everything. So, yeah. But then I was villain. So I was like, okay, i got to learn how to play villains. And You're then, always going to be learning. And then it's like, oh, we've just done Oklahoma and everyone's like, oh, wow. Well, You're a comedian. So funny people. And yeah, the yeah. entire time throughout this contract, I am... Th- my selling point, my asset this to comedy. this company is being very, very funny. And you're good on the mic, yeah. Yeah, I'm good at talking. I'm like a funny dude. And it's mm. like, well, fuck, what am I? Like, what's the point? Why can't you be everything? I liked Demetrius in Midsummer because he was like halfway between like yeah. a horrible scumbag and like pretty boy wanker. That is you, actually, now that I think about it. What? Horrible scumbag, pretty boy wanker. Not so much pretty boy, but definitely wanker. <laughs> what are you going to say you better no, call me pretty nah. you better call me pretty nah, on mic, man. bro we got to end this episode this real quick I don't think we can end this episode yeah we can I think we have to roll it on and make what two what are you talking about we got to go to work I have to go to work an hour and a half it's way too long yeah I have to leave in half an hour in half an hour yes it's 6.30 we're going to do 10 minutes no are you going to leave it up? Yeah, i got to get ready. Fuck, man. This drug mine's gone on my head. I'm bro. drunk. <laughs> it's like Venny's driving for you. Yeah. Well, he drove last night. Okay, we do so. need to end this. All right, let's, should we end it? This might be Dude, I'm going to go make a sandwich. I'll figure it out at the end. Yeah, we'll get... Wait, no, this is going to be one long whatever, one. Whatever, who cares? Two whatever, who cares? It's just going to be one really long one, yeah. I think. Radio. Well, we really got into it there. We that did. Fun. The rib ones. I think helped our talking capability. Mate, we just chatted shit for the entire time. No, it was good. It was good fun. And it's nice to be back doing it. I need to go eat something, sober up, and get ready for work. What's the time? 6.30. I have to go in 15 minutes. That's what I was saying. This bloke wanted to go for another 20 minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to go. Radio, thank you so much for listening to Blokes on Stage, courtesy of Xerox Cabaret Productions. My name's Jackson. That's Travis. Yeah. We're cunts. Okay, let's not do that. Goodbye. <laughs> That's not the end. No, we're not doing that. No. Okay, you do an outro. You then. didn't even mention mainland butter. Fuck. That's why I said, I'm gonna go make a sandwich. Oh man. You know what's going the on that sandwich? Line. What's going on the sandwich, man? Well, I'm gonna make a ham sandwich, but you know I'm gonna have bread out. Well, yeah, yeah, but what are you putting on the bread? Oh, butter. Oh, but you, you're just just any old butter. Hell no. Oh, thank God. Mainland butter. That's what I'm putting on it, man. You're giving me a heart attack, Sorry, man. man. I, you can't be dodging the fresh Frisian cow milk, bro. It is grass-fed as well. It's grass-fed. Grass-fed. So I'm going to put that, bit of ham, maybe a little bit of mayonnaise. But yeah, chomp sure. that boy up, get ready, have a shower, you know that? It doesn't matter what kind of like other things you put no, on no, the No, no, no. But the mainland butter is the main thing. Oh, mainland butter is main. You fucking know it, bro. It's so Castle good. main. Castle main. Michael Ball, reach out. My, yeah. <laughs> Join us on the podcast. Michael Ball, reach out after the most unstructured 
red wine drunk podcast ever. Michael Ball, reach out. Yeah, he gives a fuck. Come on we the podcast. He'll Ball. come. I think, I believe. Hey, better. One day I'm going to interview Michael Ball on this we podcast. We love you so much. We're going to do it. We are going to interview We're him. We're going to do it. We're going to interview him. And you're going to ask him all the questions because... You're useless. I love this, man. Uh, love okay. you, Michael Ball. Go buy Mainland Butter, everybody. Yep. You know what's good for you. Go listen to Michael Ball. Thank you for listening. We've been Blacks on stage, and we need to go and get ready for work. Yeah, really Peace out. fucking quickly. Who Goodbye. Is- Turn the light off. Oh, wait. Yep. All right. Travis fucking smashed it. Yep. yep, yep. Bye.